Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. Ball hit high in the air in the right field, going back to Sayre, and Tennessee can say hello with Column. A grand slam in the bottom of the ninth. You can't draw it up any better. We just won a basketball game, and we're very happy right now. I made up my mind, and I don't expect to ever look back. I'm going to stay at the University of Tennessee. Yeah! Rennet did to do and welcome into more important issues. Tennessee brought their bowling shoes last night. We're going bowling, baby. Who would have thought that um, after we fired Jeremy Pruitt? I don't think a lot of people would have thought Josh Heupel would end up getting this group to, to seven wins, but it looks like he's on the cusp of doing just that. <coughs> Tennessee just took care of business last night. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the Hall of Fame um, or Hall of Fame tip-off in um, – the Mohican Sun against – I don't really want to talk a lot about Saturday. But we'll, we'll discuss it a little bit. But I want to talk about today because that seems like more of the Tennessee basketball team we should expect going forward. Um, Will McNeely is going to come on, talk about how a tweet kind of blew up and uh, Danny White made things happen to get a scholarship in place to honor um, some veterans. So definitely want to see that, get to that. And um, then we got some segments, go over some college football as well. A lot going on. And uh, I mentioned Tennessee took care of business against South Alabama. It was cold. There was not a lot of people there. It was at night against an inferior opponent who was not even playing their starting quarterback. So, but Tennessee scored 60 points. Yeah, I mean, scoring 60 points. I mean, any 60 sandwich, is that what we're calling it? Yeah, I think we're officially running with 60 sandwich, which first – I, didn't, I mean, if we're starting to roll off the tongue, though, if we keep – look, I'll call whatever you want. If we keep scoring 60 points, call whatever you want. I'll, I'll take them. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, it is going to be bowl season for Tennessee. I don't know where we're going to end up. That's a big question mark. Um, it looks like Music City Bowl, maybe Charlotte, Florida looks like possibly, uh, but maybe kind of depends on kind of what Kentucky does against Louisville. I, I think you got to get some teams in, in front of you to lose. Um, but the crowd Tennessee can bring in is going to make them attractive to any bowl. So um, we'll kind of see how things plays out. But Tennessee just got to take care of business this week in against Vanderbilt. Hopefully that won't be a too tough of a task looking at their program. Um, but we just kept the foot on the gas. Like we start off strong like we usually do. I think that's the third straight game where we've uh, scored on our opening drive. And then just kept on, kept on. Um, I think we're five for five in the red zone, five touchdowns. I think we scored on our first seven possessions. If you're not counting the one play right before halftime where Hinton Hooker took a sack and then we went to the locker room. Um, so really good day for Tennessee. Hinton Hooker was himself again, you know, almost perfect. 17 of 20, 273 yards, two touchdowns. He had 21 rushing yards and a touchdown as well. 
I mean, he just he's just playing clean football. He's playing efficient football, and he's making some freaking dimes. Love it. He's I I want him to come back so much next year. Like if we can get just another year, another recruiting class in, and I can see that. Like I love him. I just love him. I'm, I mean, how how does I'm, offensive guys not like be attractive to this? Offense? I don't know how you don't. If you look at what our wide receivers are doing right now. You know, yeah, Cedric Tillman has, um, I think, one less touchdown than he had receptions his first three years on campus this year. Yeah, that shows. Yeah, Valus Jones is having a career season. Uh, I think there was a graphic from Tennessee football. It was like he's the only wide receiver with or only player in the country with seven hundred. Receiving yards, 500 kick return yards, and 200 punt return yards. So, I mean, he just he's – he's making himself some money is what he's doing. Exactly. And we love it. It's just but, uh, him but – both of those two got – reached the 100-yard mark in receiving. And it's just – I mean, again, I know it's against, like, South Alabama. But just being able to go out there and, like, watch him hooker be able to throw, like – that good of a pass with just any human being that's like decent in football covering it. Like those are some absolute dimes that like, if you're, if I'm a recruit, I'm sitting there, I'm like, okay. Like I can see that there's definitely a boost in talent versus what, if you're looking Tennessee last year, I'd be like, that's not somewhere where I want to like affiliate myself with if they're not even sure what's happening. Yeah, you just got to look at the production and look at the development of some of these guys. I mean, Ben Hooker had a okay couple years at Virginia tech, but nothing like it was this year. Um, you know, we mentioned Cedric Tillman. Bayless Jones is in that same boat. It was kind of an afterthought at USC. Um, transfers here had an okay last couple. He he really stood out the last couple games. Um, and, and then this year, he's just he's probably going to be an All SEC player. Um, probably yeah. first team returner, if I would have to guess. Especially after that ninety six yard return he he took to the house last night. Um. So, yeah, just a fun game to watch. Um, the outcome was never in doubt. South Alabama didn't have Jake Bentley playing. Um, I feel like that would have been kind of nice to see him play because the last time he beat Tennessee, he probably should have been at his senior prom. Um, so, it was weird getting beat by an 18-year-old. Um, but that's just where Tennessee was at at that time. So, it would have been nice to get a revenge game against him. But Tennessee was up for this game. It wasn't a trap game um, or at least – they didn't make it into one. Um, they just come out wanting to get bowl eligible. That was their goal, and they did that. Yeah, they were just out there having fun. I loved seeing the locker room videos after. Like, it's just when you're able to, like, not worry too much about, like, a game like that and you can just go have fun and, like, know that you got a pretty solid chance at going bowling. It's just, like, such a fun atmosphere, and that's, like, what I want to see, like, over the next couple of years because I, I love Hypel's energy, like, you know. You can question Pruitt and whatever, but I've just got this vibe to him that makes me feel so good about the future. Making all these bets with my friends, like Tennessee SEC champs within five years. Like, yeah, I will say this is like the like yesterday was one of the first times I've really felt confident. Besides the Kentucky game, we were like plus three. Like, yeah, Pruitt's whole entire tenure, I was like, I'm never betting on this team at all. No. Now you feel like pretty good when the spread comes out. Like, okay, 27 points against South Alabama. Oh, yeah, we did that in the first half. Yeah. 
So Vols win, Vols cover. Um, that's exactly what we'd like to see. No turnovers. We also love to see that. We're 8 for 11 on third down, kept South Alabama 1 for 16 on third down. Not great on fourth down on, on defense. They did convert, I think, five of eight of those, um, but did really well on, on third down. That's kind of been an issue for this defense um, this season. And we didn't punt until the, the fourth quarter, and I think somebody said it after the game. I don't remember who it was, but they're – Goal is to retire Paxton Brooks from punting the entire game. Love it. I mean, it sucks for Paxton Brooks, but I mean, <laughs> is that not the easiest job to go out there and yeah? You get one punt, you boot that thing. I mean, your average is through the roof. Exactly. Nobody's gonna be paying attention to that for the pros. Just be like, dude, my hang time average and like my yardage. Like, come on. Yeah, it was, it was insane. Yeah, well, you punted twice a game because your offense was through the roof and converted on every third down. So we also got the tight ends involved. That's that was different. Yeah. Um Jacob Warren had four catches for 33 yards. Princeton Fan had three catches, 40 yards, and a touchdown. Hunter Salmon also had three receptions for seven yards. So yeah, got those guys involved. Um I don't know if we had a tight end recruit in the stands. Maybe they're trying to impress them, but uh whatever it was, it, it seemed to be working Tennessee like those mismatches with the tight ends, and they took advantage of them. That one Princeton Fant took to the house. I mean, I was like – I know he played receiver in his career, but he looked quick. Yeah, he's a big boy, and he can – I mean, he, he can move for his size. Yeah. He's pretty scary. I wouldn't want him running at me at full speed. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. You got that thing going. Um, I mentioned the defense got off the field on third down. They're uh, – they had kind of a mobile quarterback, but didn't do too much. He had uh, 12 carries for 10 yards, so not a whole lot. His long was eight yards. Um, they rushed for – they had 37 carries for 69 yards. I mean, that includes, uh, I think, 25 uh, yards and sacks. But um, averaging less than two yards per carry, that's pretty dang good for that defense. A defense oh, yeah. that kind of struggled against Georgia. I know it is South Alabama, but – um, didn't get a lot of TFLs against Georgia and was able to come out there and get 13 against the South Alabama team. Um, and Mari, Amari Thomas kind of set the tone on that first drive, just coming through untouched and grabbing. You know, he kind of almost overran the running back, but just used that big claw to just bring him toward him. And the guy was – he wasn't going anywhere when no. Mari Thomas got that big claw in. And he's been he's been impressive. Man, I know we're about to get into like guys who impressed and stuff like that, but I mean he's a guy that's really come on the past couple weeks. Um and to see him and Jabari Small kind of be leaders on this team right now and, and be starters just as sophomores from the same school, it's pretty cool to see. Yeah. For sure. Anything else that you wanna kind of throw in about South Alabama not I mean you don't want to take too much from it I think Tennessee is, is taking care of business taking care of the teams they should take care of um scoring 60 points keeping teams off the board I know South Alabama had some pretty good wide receivers they they made some plays on Warren Burrell um and then Jalen Tolbert who's probably he probably should be playing at South Alabama no offense to them but uh he looks like an SEC top receiver and, you know, he kind of got a cheap one, a 68-yard touchdown late in the game when Tennessee had their backups in. But uh, 
for the most part, I thought Tennessee did a really good job defensively. Yeah, I mean, I'd say we're a little bit better than on track of where like we wanted to be at the beginning of the season. So, I mean, I'm not going to complain too much. Like you said, don't take too much out of a South Alabama like win, but it's a big win. And you know, if you, if we came into the season, I think the only game that like was you know up for toss would have been Pitt, but I think we made up for it with how we beat Mizzou and South Carolina and teams like South Alabama. And I'm sure we'll route Vandy maybe. Um, I tend to, I tend to be the, the uh, bad luck charm there and knock on wood, but <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm solid. I'm, I'm good where we are. Yeah. Mm. Um, it's great to be a Tennessee ball. How about that? Um, got a win today. The basketball team did and, uh, got a win last night. Um, Guys are impressed. Let's get to that real quick. Um, Richard Pickle said, uh, I'm glad Jake Bentley wasn't playing. Um, I wanted him to play. I I wanted Tennessee to kind of get that revenge. I know it's South Alabama. It's different from South Carolina. But, um, I mean, if you look at the score, it wasn't much of a difference between the two. Yeah. I mean, I don't (laughs) think he was going to come in and score an extra, you know, like five touchdowns to make it a close game. I don't think it was going to be that big a game changer. But, I mean – it would have been, I guess, more entertaining to see, and like you said, get that revenge game, maybe make yeah, it a little guys, bit more exciting. But guys, who impressed? Um, who impressed you? Villas Jones Jr. I mean, like that's got to be—he's just a dog. He keeps dropping hundred-yard receiving games. I mean, that kick return was gorgeous. He's just all around an absolute dog. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like Villas Jones. I like Cedric Tillman. I mean, he continues to put defenders on posters. Um, just going up and get those 50-50 balls. I think he's closing in on 1,000 yards. I think he's at 825 right now. So, I, I'd love to see him get to that 1,000-yard mark. Um, I, I, I was super impressed with those two. I mean, Hindenhooker, he, he just – it's just another thing for him to be so efficient like that. So, it's it's weird not talking about him every single week because um, it's just the norm. But Hindenhooker yeah. just continues to – be the leader of this team and, and really change the the vibe after that after he came in um that Pittsburgh game. Yeah. Yeah, I was really impressed by the whole backfield. They they definitely divided up the runs. They uh, everybody got a little bit of share and there was like not one like weak side. Everybody, you know, got the ball and everybody looked pretty decent to what I would expect them to. I mean, we got five different uh five rushing touchdowns from four different people. So, I mean, if you got that kind of Ability to change it up from different people. I'll, I'll take that all day. <clears throat> yeah, the all offensive line kind of took care of business. What do we average? Um, 5.8 yards per carry. So, and, and you mentioned five touchdowns. So, yeah, just another day in the office for that offensive line who, you know, it looks like Cade Mays dealt with an injury. I don't know what the status on him is. Cooper Mays dealt with an injury as well. Um, but Heupel said after the game he could have went back in. Um, and, and just didn't. But it seemed like like when Dane Davis and Ollie Lane and those guys came in, it it didn't really miss a beat. I, I know Cade Mays, it's probably a different story when you're going up against um, an SEC opponent, maybe not named Vanderbilt. But uh, you definitely want to get him back for the bowl game. So uh, hopefully we get him um, ready to go against, I don't know, like ACC Big Ten, I guess, is like probably the <clears> – <throat> Unless we go to the Liberty Bowl. Caleb, shaved Caleb. <laughs> shaved. Oh, my Naked gosh. 
naked. Dude, this is uh, a family podcast. You can't be naked on here. <laughs> I know. Sorry, sorry, I'm late. I was just sending out the, the last touchdown tweet from last night. So they, they made <laughs> yeah. me work all night for it. It was backlogged. Yeah. yeah. I had to get them all out. I had to get them all out. Um, no, I'm here. Well, do you have anything to add for South Alabama? No, I mean, it was, it was, uh, you know, it's not, it, we talked about it on Thursday. It's South Alabama. Like, it's, it's hard to like really celebrate it per se. Obviously, every wins, especially at Tennessee here lately, every wins, <laughs> you, you kind of savor the moment. But I mean, the, I mean, I feel like the only like true positive you can take away, I like what Joe said as I, as I kind of got in on the back of that, of, like, it's good to see the young guys getting in on it. We talked about that on things we want to see. Uh, so it was like, those are some good positives. And then Tennessee just going out and taking care of business. Hendon Hooker, you mentioned this, Landon. Hendon Hooker kind of just being Hendon Hooker um, that we've seen. And then uh, you just had playmakers on the uh, on the, on the the field that, that had the opportunities to make plays. And then, I mean, defense, you'd like to see them improve. But, I mean, all in all, they played good. It's just like get off the field when you get off the field. Don't shoot yourself in the foot so much. Yeah, that, that was kind of like – if you're looking like nitpicking the game, special teams, dude, you got to know they're going to fake. You got to know they're going to try onside kicks. So you got to be ready for that. that. That just was kind of annoying, I guess. I don't think anything even came of it. I don't think they scored on either one of those drives. I know they didn't on they did. onside kick. They did on the fake, the fake punt. Was their first touchdown, touchdown drive. Okay. I think it was their first touchdown drive. Yeah. Um, Definitely not like that. It, it seems like the special teams, they had those two things. You're like, well, what the crap? But then, you know, we run a kickoff back, so it's hard to to really put a – you know, you can't just down the special teams. They scored a touchdown. Um, <laughs> defense scored four points in the game. I don't know when's the last time Tennessee had two safeties in the game, if ever. Um, that snap was incredibly impressive. It went 30 <laughs> yards. <laughs> He was a uh, – don't they say, like, like try to take the punter's head off when you snap it? Well, he – if it was Paxton Brooks, he might have he might have hit his head. <laughs> <laughs> or um, Dane Davis. Yeah, yeah you needed James. someone – you needed a taller punter Roche. if you were going in for the head. Yeah, maybe. maybe. It was still – it was pretty high, but maybe. Maybe. Yeah, that was, and, and fourth down – um, five for eight, that's definitely not ideal. They were one for 16 on third down, so again, nitpicking, but uh, it was fun, it, it was a ton of fun. And I mean, like the defense taking care of opportunities, I'm just gonna the I don't know how that one pass was incomplete to um, uh, it was, it was to um, trot or not trotter, um, it was trotter Holbert. to uh, Holbert in the back of the end zone on third down. Mm-hmm. It was a terrible pass, and then he probably oh, yeah. still could have caught it. And then Tennessee gets off the field with the sack. Like you capitalize on opportunities that are available to you on fourth down. So, I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't just an abysmal showing from the defense, but some things definitely got to get fixed when we talk about closing the gap on the better teams that we don't have to play anymore for the rest of the season. So that's good. Yeah, they're out of the way, out of sight. Also, out of I felt like we could have got like guys in sooner. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, I, I thought the hookers' last drive was going to be. The first drive of the second half. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I thought I, after, I thought after you scored here real quick. Yeah, yeah, it was it, the game should have been well in hand, but you know that's it. Didn't look like anybody got injured during that time, so I guess like I, I can't be that mad about <laughs> it. Um, 
and you don't have a ton of depth either. So it's not like right. You I mean, can Tennessee play whoever, yeah, non receivers. So yeah, um, guys who impressed. Joe mentioned Valus Jones. I mentioned I mentioned Cedric Tillman. Um, another guy that that really impressed me was Amari Thomas. Um, kind of set the yeah. tone early, getting in the backfield, getting getting a TFL. Um, he, he just seems like him and Matthew Butler seem like you're legitimate defensive tackles at this point. I, I know they kind of get guys in and out, but it seems like those two guys are, are on the field the majority of the time. Yeah, I thought Amari Thomas played a, a, a good game. I mean, I don't know how many tackles for a loss he ended up with. I think he only ended up – this has him only having one. I thought he had more uh, than that. but I thought I, I thought he had a sack at least and a and then a a, a tackle yeah. for a loss. It uh, I saw 21 back in the backfield a lot. Yeah, and, and he was just – and he was kind of – we talked about with like a lot of the interior line early in the season. He was just involved in every play. It seemed like he was at the ball every single tackle. Right. Yeah, the statistician didn't didn't help uh, Amari Thomas out Saturday. It didn't look like. No, no. Um, yeah, he, he had a good game. I thought Roman Harrison also had a really good game. Uh, six tackles, one and a half tackles for loss, four solo tackles. He just seemed like like he had. I don't know. It, it just felt like he was on top of everything. Mm. Um, he was quick. He, he ran sideline to sideline. Um, he recognized what was going on very quickly. So uh, I, I was pretty impressed with Roman Harrison um, at that edge position last night. <clears throat> yeah. And it, it would, it's going to be nice to get another backer involved in the game. It, it seems like you only had one all year. Um, so you mentioned him playing, being able to play sideline to sideline. Like that would, obviously we're talking two, two games left in the season, um, but he'll be back next year and, and hopefully kind of build on that. And that's the, that's the thing. I mean, Tennessee doesn't lose just a ton defensively. Um, they lose some no. key guys. They, they do lose some key guys, but they don't lose a ton overall like the offense potentially could. Yeah, I mean, I guess Matthew Butler. Is he Matthew Butler, uh, Melante Taylor. But it, Melante I think Taylor does have come, the super senior. Yeah. He could come back. Um, I was thinking – I was about to say Terry on Flowers. He's just the, I think Theo's gone. Theo. Theo, okay. Yeah. So, so they lose some key guys, but they don't lose just a bulk of, right. of the staff. So. Yep. Um, you mentioned you got, go. I'm going to flip to the offense side of the ball. I thought our tight ends, both, both Princeton Fant and Jacob Warren, played really good games. Um, I feel like Princeton Fant maybe probably wanted to have a better game last last week. He, he had several targets and, and just wasn't able to to make big plays, but got in the end zone this week and, and had uh, 40 yards receiving. So, um, couple two tight end sets too from from Josh Heupel last night. Yeah, I was telling Joe, I was like, I don't know if we had a, a tight end recruit in the stand somewhere, but it definitely seemed like it. We were we must throwing, have had it a couple. <laughs> yeah, we were throwing the ball to them more than we have, you know, in the I feel like we were hitting them often early in the season, mm-hmm. but then kind of stopped for whatever reason. But hey, they like the matchups, so whatever. Get them involved. They're weapons I, too. I, They're athletes too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I was I was impressed with the tight ends, and I mean the receiving group as a whole played a really good game. Um, I thought too. I mean they just I feel like Josh Heupel just wanted to get the ball to him and let him play. I mean not a ton of deep shots. Um, you know a few take opportunities when you can get them, but not not a ton of them. Just kind of got the ball into into space and let them work. And I mean that's all you need to do against South Alabama. So why why push the you know why push the button with it? Just yeah, just it let just, him, it go, just let felt him go to good. work. 
to get to the point where we have a quarterback that half, like probably the majority of the fan base had no clue what his name was. Had a what now? Oh, quarterback, quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, hey, listen, I had a good guess. I was like, is that that UCF transfer? It was. Yeah. It was the UCF was. transfer. <laughs> I wasn't sure of his number. Also, yeah, I mean, like hardly anybody probably knew his name. Right. Speaking of numbers, when did Jalen Wright change numbers? I was very confused when he first scored. Oh, uh, he's had that number for a while. Well, he not like he changed it during the season. Yeah. So what was he before? Twenty three. Like he wore twenty three. Yeah, that's right. And that's I went right. back and verified. Uh. And yeah, he changed it probably shortly after that. I guess. Okay. I don't know if it. it he had, had to do with, since then. It probably had to do with special teams or something. Gotcha. Along those lines. Don't want another. Uh, don't want another penalty like that. Yeah, there is a. I can't. I'm, now I can't remember who wears twenty three on spe- or on defense. There is a defensive twenty three. So that's a good point. That may be it. Okay. Yeah. Is it um, Bruza? Is he twenty three? I think. I think that's right. Okay. That's right. I think you're right. Yeah. What about uh Laneith Whitehead's big run? Loved um, it. Got hot. Got hawked. But um, he is a bigger guy, so I'll, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He also. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't like he got hawked down from 20 yards either. Like, it was a – No, no, no. The guy was running with him. We'll give him it. We'll spot He's him. 220. He's a big dude. That's <laughs> a big dude. Big guy. I mean, Beckham, if speaking of big guys, D-Beck we've got in the game. You know, a lot of all fans are happy about that. Yeah. Bigger, no, he, he, was, he was bigger than, than more. <laughs> yeah, he was. <laughs> Yeah, I was I was super impressed last night. Again, it's not too much to hang your hat on, but uh, I think Tennessee took care of business, and hopefully, we're able to carry that momentum into when Vanderbilt little brother comes to town next week. Yeah, I mean, and, and I mean, I know Vanderbilt's not been great. They they did kind of play with Ole Miss for two quarters last night. Credit to them. Um, but I mean, they're gonna they want to beat Tennessee. I mean, they want to and good for yeah, them. That, they should. They always get up for this game. So hopefully, we're able to get up. For that game, as we did last night against South Alabama, somehow, some way. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I think the fun part about this team is like they, <laughs> I think they're very, very bought in. It may end up being to a fault to like Josh Heupel's speed of the offense. Like they're like, yeah, we'll go out there and score as quick as possible. <laughs> no worries. Yeah, I feel like it's it's gonna come one day. We're wanting to kill the clock, and we just can't. I mean, even last night, like last night is like, all right, guys, let's just milk this to the end. They're like hurrying up to the line. They're count, They're trying to get the clock down, and yeah. it's only getting down to like 13 seconds to play clock. Like they tried, guys. They, well, they I feel tried like there was, there was a game. I don't remember what game it was where we were trying to just milk the clock, and we were – I think it was South Carolina, and we were just terrible. Like we kept jumping – we kept false starting and everything like that. So they're like, well, screw it. We'll just run our regular offense and just run the ball. Love it. Whatever works. Do it. Do what you do well. <laughs> yep. Bread and butter. Don't worry about anything else. Just do that. Um, anything, anything else for for football before we go to jump to the jump to some other sports here? No, I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get we're getting into basketball. Uh, that's what we're going to talk Hall of Fame uh, tip off. Is that what it's called? Hall of Fame tip off. Did you see the court? Did it bother you? Um. I didn't really notice it now that you say that. I guess. So it was like a basketball was like a design of like off, you know, like not finished or like finished in a different color. And it wasn't centered like the center blind wasn't centered on the half court line. 
It drove me nuts the entire game. I didn't know I listened to the game on Saturday. I was like, I didn't notice it. That's why. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So, Saturday, uh, I was telling them before, I'm like, let's not talk about this game too much because it, it was just like, it was weird. Like, we could, like, it started off terrible. We got the terrible charge call on Kenny Chandler. And then after that, it was, we just couldn't throw it in the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, I do, I do want to jump into basketball. We're going to skip around a little bit. We, we do have a, a cool opportunity to, to talk to someone that's, uh, that started a, a, a incredible scholarship here to, to help um, to help some students and, and potentially veterans and um, other service members. This is uh, Will McNeely. Will, how are you doing tonight, man? Uh, I'm good. How are you guys? Doing well. Doing well. Thank you for, for hopping on and uh, talking about this wonderful, wonderful thing that you uh, have gotten going. Um, I, I, I've, I read a little bit about kind of how it started, kind of took a different direction. You just want to tell us how, this this came about so um you know when those service members in the Kabul attack were killed i uh you know was was very it, it struck a chord with me personally just because um my, my family is just riddled with military in, in from my grandfathers all the way down to you know in-laws and up and down the chain, you know, we're just very, very proud to be a military family. My wife's in law enforcement. Um, so when that attack happened, I prayed so hard, just what can I do this time that can really just be a little bit more than just a simple thank you for your service or listening to their stories? Because, you know, I, I called friends and I texted friends. I texted one of my best friends whose um, brother um, was killed, not in service but you know we i wanted to make sure that they were okay and that his friends were okay too so i prayed hard like what can i do this time that's just a little bit more actionable and i knew in god's timing that he would show me and when i found out that one of those service members was from uh the knoxville area staff sergeant ryan canals i said that has to be the connection this time like maybe this is what i can do and it's through the university of tennessee and you know me being a huge massive tennessee fan um I thought, you know, I'll just send a tweet out, you know, because you never just know with social media these days, you know, who's who's seeing it, who can watch it, whether good or bad. But this time it was good. <laughs> and um, next thing you know, it, I'm getting a call from Marcus Hilliard, um, who Vol fans are very deeply, you know, they know who he is. So when I heard Marcus Hilliard on the other line, I was just like, wow, this is crazy. Um, and he connected me with Steve Hammer and, you know, Vol fans know who he is, too. Uh, being a former basketball player with the university and uh you know after several great meetings and and great discussions we launched on veterans day which i couldn't think of a better day to launch it to uh the veterans memorial graduate business scholarship and you know it goes to honor those servicemen and women from that Kabul attack you know especially sergeant uh staff sergeant ryan canals that's, that's really cool because uh, i mean that's it's it's always a big deal when you see something like that, and and then when you see like a you know Staff Sergeant Ryan Canales with one one of those thirteen that was killed in Afghanistan that day, it, it really kind of hits home for you. Um, and I, I'm you're kind of saying that, that that's how this kind of started. Um, but Danny White kind of getting all this together. I mean, it seems like every couple months he's seeing something on social media like where it's a tweet or people tweeting at him and, and making something happen. So props to him and, um, you know, props to, 
Tennessee just getting this together because it, it's a really awesome thing. Oh, absolutely. I mean, when, when you think about um, the things that they have done, and by they, I mean the university and the administration. I mean, um, from my knowledge, I heard that um, his family was brought out during the first game. Unfortunately, I wasn't there, but he was brought out during the fir- their family was brought out during the first game. Um, and I hate missing this past game, but I was at the pit game for 9-11 in that tribute. And man, I, I just, oof, boy, that one, that was, that was a nice tribute. And, yeah. but this past weekend with it being, you know, a salute to service, I wish I had been there, um, big time, but, uh, you know, we all got this like nasty sinus infection. So I didn't feel like, you know, making anybody else sick. Um, but you know, when it comes to like the things that Danny White has done uh, for the university and, and, and the fans, um, you know, just simple things, really, when you think about it, it's just simple little things um, that he's doing to just make sure he's connecting with the fan base and, and doing what, you know, makes it the right thing to do, which is, you know, when it all comes down to is just the right thing when you think about it. So, you know, when I started the scholarship, um, you know, that that's all I had in mind was just, what can what can I do to just do the right thing um, to honor those servicemen and women? So you know when when you look at that scholarship, when you look at who it goes towards, when you donate, I mean that's just what you got to think about is like, hey, it's going to honor the legacy of those service members and it's going to impact individuals um, with military ties, veterans, um, to help from a financial standpoint through their education because the GI Bill, you know, it covers some things. Um, it covers a lot, really. But, you know, when I got a phone call from an, an Army veteran from Special Forces, he kind of broke it down to me, which I didn't know. Um, and that really helped explain, like, hey, this this could go for, like, gas or food or, or mental health services um, for, for those folks. And, and when it comes to adjusting to uh, getting back the rigors of academia, because you're on your own. Um, when you think about it versus being in your platoon or, or with your friends and, and your servicemen and, and colleagues to help you. But, you know, when you're in academia, it's, you're really on your own. Absolutely. And I, this is a kind of just to reiterate how, how special this is to get started both from, thank you for, you know, kind of taking just a leap, seeing kind of what, what happened. Like you said, social media works in uh, weird ways, sometimes good and glad this, this one's uh working for the the good. I, I do want to, you kind of mentioned who's eligible for the scholarship. What is the scholarship? Um, who who kind of fits in the eligibility? What are the requirements? Just more general info about um, regarding it specifically. Yeah, absolutely. So the scholarship itself is housed um, with the Haslam School of Business for several reasons. Um, number one, being a person of, you know, I'm in, I'm in business and having my graduate degree, I thought that was just kind of a one-two punch right there that just made a match made in heaven for um, for the scholarship because, you know, you, a lot of folks are, if you think back to like the fifties and sixties, you know, not a lot of people got their undergraduate degree versus today's role. Like a lot of people are getting their undergraduate degree, but not so much are getting their graduate degree. So that's just kind of setting you up just a little bit more, um, when you graduate to kind of separate yourself from other candidates, you know, for, for career wise. So, um, on top of that, you know, we need $25,000 to qualify for the Haslam's dollar for dollar match. Um, so that's why the, the money, the fundraising efforts are being housed at, at GoFundMe. So that way, you know, I can just double make sure that every single person's donation gets that dollar for dollar match. Um, no matter what happens with the GoFundMe, those funds will get donated to the scholarship. In terms of the scholarship itself, 
uh, the people that will be it given to, it'll be given out yearly. And then on top of that, it'll be given to either like a veteran or um, a individual that has military ties in their family, whether it be active or veteran status, gold star or blue star families for those that do know what that means. Um, on top of that, maybe an individual that's coming from the university, like a service academy, like Navy, Army, Air Force, etc., or a military school like um, the Citadel, VMI, something of that nature. Okay. Yeah, that's really Excellent. cool. That, that's, uh, that's even kind of cool just to see a scholarship kind of go um, kind of, ha- I mean, it has a ton of, you know, reach there with, with all that you talked about that are eligible that uh, mm-hmm. kind of providing general, general, generational, if I can say the right word, um, support for, for service members uh, potentially beyond themselves, but for, for sons and daughters, grandkids. So that, that is a, a, a very cool way to, to kind of make the, the eligibility for that. Um, that this is a, this is a really great thing kind of started in, in, um, you know, in, in something that's uh, in a moment that seemed kind of hopeless. Um, so thank you. You know, thank you again for, um, for taking initiative. That's a, it's a, it's a great way for, for Tennessee fans, um, alumni to, to honor, you know, any, any serve, anybody who's served this country. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, if you're watching or you watch the replay or, you know, you're just wondering how to get involved. I mean, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Number one, go donate to the GoFundMe. Like I said, when we get to the 25,000 mark, your dollar, five, ten, fifty dollars will automatically be doubled by the Haslam family, which is amazing. Um, number two is just, just help spread the word, whether it be go retweet the announcement on my Twitter handle, um, go tag a couple friends, something like that on social media. Or number three, um, so you can spread the word by texting a buddy that link or email a buddy or, you know, get the word out that way. Love it. Love it. And uh, what what is your, we'll drop the Twitter handle too, as we uh, tweet out this part, what is your Twitter handle? Will that they can find some of those GoFundMe links and um, be able to retweet that, that initial tweet. Yeah. The great thing is it's, it's just simple. It's my name at Will McNeely and my last name is spelled M C N E E L E Y. Excellent. Everybody hey, uh, go, uh, go follow him. I'll let Landon um, follow him and make, and make sure if you, if you can go donate to, to this, uh, this incredible, this incredible scholarship for, for our service members and their families. Yeah, go support that. I am curious, Will, real quick before I'll, I'll let you go. Um, h- how are the donations coming? Like, how how far is this? I, I know it's kind of a newer thing, but where where are we at in your goal? Um, and what is your goal? So the goal is first to get to that twenty five thousand dollar mark, like I mentioned. Um, I think this morning we were at twenty four hundred dollars out of the twenty five thousand. So got a little ways to go, but you know what? I'm not deter. I'm not deterred or rejected or anything like that, you know, I'm at the, I'm just doing this alone. So, you know, any help is appreciated whatsoever. Um, the next goal would be about $50,000 because, um, you know, then it becomes like a hundred thousand dollar scholarship and the ultimate goal, and this isn't near term or anything like that, but the ultimate goal is $250,000 in the scholarship because then it becomes fully endowed, which means there's enough money in the account to last forever. And it can live yeah. off the interest, which means at 4%, which is what, which is what they told me at Haslam, 4% interest is $10,000 scholarship a year for awesome. whoever gets awarded to. And that's, you know, for a grad student, and you're only in grad school for two years. Um, I mean, that could be like a full ride almost. Yeah, that goes a long way for sure. Well, we really appreciate you coming on, talking about that, get that, getting that thing started. Um, and a, a lot of people talk about making a difference, but you really did that. Um, so really appreciate you. Go Vols. I know we're called idiots today, but um, <laughs> y- you got something started. So how 
how idiotic does that look? So <laughs> that was that was funny, but hey, <laughs> I, I'm just a simple idiot trying to um, do the right thing for our military. Right, that's all that's we right. need. Well, thank thank you again, Will. Will we? Yeah, appreciate it, y'all. Thank you for having me on, and go balls. Go balls, see you, man. Go balls. We appreciate Will McNeely hopping on and uh, and you know discussing kind of what started just uh, like I said out of out of a, a moment that it, I mean it, it's a tough to see mil, you know military personnel personnel die overseas of course um, service members so um, a tragic moment that um, you know anytime you can turn that into a positive that's a that's a great thing that's the Veterans Memorial Graduate Business Scholarship um, if you go to Will's page it's his pin tweet retweet that. Uh, the GoFundMe's attached in there as well, and um, go go show the you know go go show the individuals that will receive the scholarship what the volunteer spirit is all about. Um, but also, kind of uh, if you if you need to to show if if you feel like you're whatever gets you there, if you feel like you're like Landon said, kind of shoving it to the national media, you're we calling them idiots and whatever else they've called us over the last two months. Uh, if you, if you want to donate in spite of them, that's a, that's don that's a donation to the right place. So so go take care of that. And um, I, I want to uh, use this. This was uh, Will mentioned this uh, against South Alabama was a salute to service game. Um, thank you for all the the men and women who have who've sacrificed and served in our military. Um, I know a lot of times it, it can um, it, it goes thankless and uh, but, but gen, genuinely appreciate uh, the sacrifices that, that you all have made. Um, to our country. And um, I, I just wanted to take the moment to do that. And I did see a flyover at the vol walk. That's got to be a new thing like ever for anyone. <laughs> yeah, it, it was, it was really cool. The, the band like made the uh, United States last night. Lee Greenwood was also there for those of y'all who don't know. He has one song and one song only. And, it's, and he uh, sings it in Tennessee bless, every single year, right? <laughs> yeah, God bless the USA. <laughs> yeah. It seems like it anyway. How many musicians um, have played in front of 102,000 people? I mean, he's got to be in a minority there. So Yeah, that's true. Um, and when he says the hills of Tennessee, everybody goes nuts every single time. I go, I, I, I go nuts it went with outside the stadium, like if I'm just listening to the song. So, which also, God bless USA, banger. So, it is. don't let anyone it else is. tell you otherwise. Freaking heater. <laughs> um, we, we will talk some basketball. Um, we were, we were kind of getting into the tip off hall of fame game. Um, but that was, uh, obviously Saturday was a tough one. Just did not look great. I listened to the game. Unfortunately, that makes it worse. Uh, thankfully it was, it was, uh, wasn't Bob on the call. So that's nice, but did <laughs> did have to listen to the game. Um, I mean, all like Tennessee bounced back. Um, you play the number five team in the, in the country, uh, who, who's had some already good wins on their, you know, under their belt. And you looked, I mean, you had a lot to fix, but you did bounce back today. You bounced back. And, and Villanova, I mean, you shot 33% from the field. You were 17.9% from three. Olivia, Olivier didn't score. Josiah Jordan James had two, and that was late in the game. Four Tennessee starters combined for 12 points. So when you have that kind of output from your starters, you're not going to win many ball games, especially against the number five team in the country. No, and, and you did get into foul trouble early. So Tennessee's got to find a way. That was, you know, there were some issues there last year with getting into foul trouble early. Um, and, you, and you weren't quite as deep as you are this year. So, I mean, I guess that, you know, you are a little bit deeper this year. But, yeah, definitely got to find a way to produce produce more and, and produce early. How many How many points in the first half? 
of 15. Yeah, it's not good. It's not yeah, good. Every, everybody was tweeting at me, like, this is your fault for making fun of Vanderbilt for scoring 37 in a game. <laughs> now Ooh. we're not going to get there. That's a good point. That's a good point, guys. Blame it on We Landon. got there, though. We we got the 53, okay? <laughs> Vanderbilt has no excuse. We we're playing. We we're also playing the number five team in the country, so – um. Yeah, just not just not a good day on Saturday. Uh, I think Tennessee fans were up for it, but it, it just it started off rough. I mentioned the you mentioned foul trouble. Kenny Chandler gets a charge called on him. He, he makes he makes the shot. He gets a charge called on him, and uh, the guy was obviously moving. It was just a bad call that didn't go Tennessee's way. Shocker, and um, it, it just seemed like we couldn't recover from it. And, and when we finally mm took the lid off the basket a little bit, we were down by like 12, 13 points. And that's just a hard right. number to, to come back from against a, a team like Villanova. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um, especially with their backcourt. I mean, and we knew they would, their back. We didn't think their front court would do what they did to us though. Um, so that was unfortunate to see. I will say this about the charge and not specifically about that charge. There's, too much in basketball now, and I don't watch NBA, so I'm speaking specifically about college basketball, where it's like anytime there's contact on the on the court, they feel like they got to blow a whistle. Not like if the offensive player was in control and the defensive player was set, that's like it's not a charge. Like it's not a charge. More often than not, a lot of the blocks and a lot of the charges could be simple no calls. That is just contact in a contact sport. You need to let it play. Um, there's, there's too many no calls that they feel like they have to call a blocker charge there. And, and they do, I didn't see the the one that kicked off Kennedy Chandler's foul trouble. So I'm not, again, I'm not speaking specifically about that one, but just like today, I'm like, why is that ever called For one? Something that happened in Tennessee's favor. I'm like, that's, that's a no call at best. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, and it felt like there was a couple of those calls in the game. Um, I think John Fulgerson had one. It just seemed like every time that, a defender would move because they were contact. They're calling uh, like that was just their favorite thing to call that day. They're like, we're to putting be fair. In- I tweeted it. The charge call is the coolest call of all time in any sport ever. So oh, yeah, I that's why it. they want to call it. Yeah, I get it. They want to practice a little bit. You got to get your money's worth. You have to. Um, but Tennessee also had 18 turnovers. I mean, that's you can't you can't do that. And some of those were off. Uh, I guess a lot of those were probably offensive fouls. Um, but yeah, you just can't have those against a team like Villanova, who's so well coached. You mentioned the backcourt that they have, the winning tradition. Um, it's just not going to go well for you. No. Or can we? We had two games this weekend, so we don't have to talk about Villanova if you don't want to. Well, uh, I mean, thank God for Vescovi. I felt we were down by fifty points. Vescovi. 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 <laughs> Which is not right ever. No. Also, like, so. e- even if that's how you say it, I'm not saying it like that. W- uh, Garantano tried to do the same thing. I'm not – no. His name is Garantano. You are what you came in as. <laughs> well, he also announces pronounces it Santiago to someone found the video. I would give you a shout-out. I retweeted yeah. it. That's enough yeah, to shout-out. If I can find it. He says it how we've sure. always said it. So, do it that what you will. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know, like, how many times Barnes has said Viscovi, but I know he's said yes. it before. But he also just calls him Santi the majority <laughs> of the time. So, I mean, if worse comes to worse, we just call him Santi. Well, he 
so it was Grant Blaylock that found the video. He he said it. Like he said it, Santiago Viscovi. Yeah, like his like first week on campus, they made a video of how to say it or something like that. Like, hey, I'm Well no, he's just no, he's just getting off the plane. Right, right. Was, yeah. And he's like, just like it, I'm it Santiago would, Viscovi. Like, he's not even like telling you how to pronounce it. He's just saying it. Right. He's like, I, yeah, my so name's like, Santiago. That, that was like one of the first weeks he was on campus is when Yeah. So that guy was wrong. And I didn't I had the volume turned down. I only heard him say it once and he said it. He didn't say this. Uh, this. However, he said that. And he said that a couple of times. But he just said it like he was reading the enunciation guide, pronunciation guide, and was like reading the dashes. He was like Vesco V when I listened. I was like, you don't have to put a break in that. That's just to help you. I feel like he was it. doing that to like try to make a point. Like he was, well, like he called he was us bad at his point. Yeah, yeah he, he was. So did he just say Tennessee? Fans are idiots for not knowing how to pronounce his name. Is that what he said? Yeah, he, he was mad because people were tweeting him that, like, it's not right. Mm. And he was like, that's how he told us to say it, you idiots. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> I hate this guy. I don't even know who he is. I hate him. Um, I, 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 did, I did find out who he was. Hold on. Oh, I, saw, I saw a bunch of people tweet at him, but I don't know who he is. I'm sure Fran... he's called a lot of games I've listened to. Frashilla. That's not how you pronounce it, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, international hoops junkie, former head coach at Manhattan, St. John's, and New Mexico. Well, Good I mean, today's him. the first day I've ever heard of you, so. There you go. Tell them. And if we you're that great at coaching, you'd probably throws? still be coaching, right? We only shot five free throws today. Yeah. Good lord! Hey, shoot That's or shoot, nuts. baby. I feel like I mean when you you have Zakai Ziegler that got to the rim at will. Oh yeah, well today. I mean we, we got there was a lot of contact today that didn't get called at the rim. Kenny Chandler's another guy who gets to the rim. Yeah, no, no fouls. None. Also, which I'm I'm okay with that. I'm okay, if if you're gonna do that, don't don't like if you're not gonna call contact, then don't call it on everything. Side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So I'm cool with they that. Sh- they, they didn't have a huge t- emphasis on offensive they shot 20, either. Right. They shot 22 free throws. So do with that information what you will, idiots. Idiots. Um, dude, Zakai Ziegler. He's Stug. a dude. He's a, ver- he's a verified dude. He's a real live dude. First um, off, so we he- always knew Little Bow Wow was a stud. So I don't know why we're shocked by it now. Yeah, he just had to – he just had to get that uh those shoes with lightning in you, them. You you put him in a game with a bunch of people wearing Jordans and don't expect him to go off. Get out of here. Right. I don't think anybody on North Carolina wears Jordans. They have the logo on their their shirt, so there you go. Do they have the Jordan logo? Surely they do. Yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah. So surely. Um. So what? Yeah. You don't expect him to come on balling out. Um. And for his hometown. Bunch of people have made the trip down from Long Island to Connecticut. I don't know how long of a drive that was, um, but got to do it for uh, for several family members. Put on so for your cool city. I love that. We might we might need to schedule some games up north this this uh, March. See if we can get some more out of Zakiah. There you go. Yeah, we'll take a a, a worse siege just to play up north. Absolutely. <laughs> After that game, absolutely. Yeah, I mean. Tennessee was his family there against? Was his family there Saturday? Because if not, I hate him. 
Right. Yeah, that's their fault. <laughs> it's not my fault. It's their fault. Um, but no, Josiah that in this game, and he's he's really struggled shooting the ball. I know he impacts the game in a lot of ways, but dude, I need you to score. He's got. I mean, he's a guard. He's got to have the ability to score. And if it's if you're getting the bulk of your points, you know, second chance because you're getting rebounds, okay. But like, you just have to find if it's getting to the free throw line, um, getting in there, and, you know, getting messy. Like, you got to find ways to to you got to find ways to impact the game in the score sheet if you're if you're going to be on the on a guard for a team that's especially the pace Tennessee's trying to go at. Right. Yeah. And it, I mean, it, it just felt like. North Carolina invited the pace, but they couldn't handle the pace. Like North Carolina is an up-tempo team too, but you know, with they didn't have guys that were running like Kenny Chandler and Zakai Ziegler. No, and they're—I mean, their best player just got off the farm this morning, and <laughs> man, it, I, I guess they haven't been working him that hard because he didn't look <laughs> like he could handle it. So all he did was stand outside and shoot. I mean, he, he had twenty-four he, points. He, yeah, I know it was ridiculous. Nobody that um, looks like that should be able to shoot that well. I stand behind that. <laughs> but when Tennessee's like making shots, I mean, I think they have a good chance to beat anybody. Fifty-four no, percent. When you're shooting fifty-four percent, and how many like threes we shoot anyway, you're probably winning all your games. Well, and I think too, you got to talk about. I mean, because you can't be expected to shoot fifty-four percent every single night. Right. right. I mean, Tennessee's front court's got to improve. You've got to get more from uh, Fulgerson and, and Kumwa in rebounding. Um, you know, Brandon Hunley Hatfield, uh, he's young, but he's obviously going to have a lot asked of him this year. Um, so you're going to kind of need him to step up. And not that he, he played good, like he played fine. And nothing against, you know, how he played today. It's just we need more from the front court, bottom line. Who's it going to be is kind of, I mean, Brandon Hunley Hatfield could find himself in the starting lineup come league play if he's if he's the one that figures it out first. Yeah, I, I like what you said. You you need more from this front court. Fulgerson, I, I know you're kind of dealing with that coming back from, you know, I know he had face surgery. I know he had, you know, a broken thumb. But, dude, this is your last year. Like yeah. it's, this is it. Um, so, we need you to figure it out, especially for March. Because um, I, I just don't really like the idea of, relying on two true freshman guards to get you there. Right. And I, I will say I, I like the way uh, Justin Powell played today. It was like flashes. He didn't play – he didn't play – he didn't impact the game a ton in the entire time he was in the game, but I, I thought he showed some flashes. I think you're going to get a lot out of the guard position this year um, between the Scovey, Chandler, Powell. I hope it's Josiah Jordan-James, Victor Bailey Jr. I think there's a ton of guards that can – uh, impact the game in a real positive way this year. So I think the front court is really what Tennessee's got to get figured out first. Yeah, absolutely. We we just look like a different basketball team from you know that quick of a turnaround. You know, maybe that maybe it was a good thing that we had a quick turnaround. We couldn't really dwell on that and, and just had to get ready for the next game. Um, but man, it looked like two totally different teams. Yeah, and it may be. And I know you did return a lot, but I mean, a lot of the guys you're asking, you know, or not a lot, some of the guys you're asking of didn't play a ton of significant minutes last year. Kumwa, um, Kenny Chandler, who was a freshman, you know, Justin Powell, who didn't play a ton in, at Auburn. Um, so, I mean, you're Urosh, you asked a ton on, on Saturday. I mean, 
those guys didn't play significant minutes. So that's a whole – we talked about you didn't really – your first test was Villanova. So mm-hmm. maybe the speed of the game, you got – you know, you finally get settled in with like seven minutes left in the game and score a little bit. Maybe you just – maybe you needed it to get that speed. So maybe it would have been nice to play Villanova second time around. You don't get to choose the schedule um, in that sense. But uh, obviously Tennessee didn't play good um, on, on Saturday, but you did, like you said, have that quick turnaround and, and figure it out for Sunday and, and hopefully kind of that momentum – um, carries you in the next few weeks because it's not like you have just like a super. I mean, yeah, you play a couple of non-conference foes that um, should just kind of be getting finding your all about finding yourself. But you you still have ten, uh, Texas Tech. You do have Tennessee Tech actually, but Texas Tech, Colorado, and then Memphis and Arizona. So like still a, a plenty of tough schedule here in front of you that that you've got to um, you've got to build on whatever you did, whatever you found to work better against North Carolina. Yeah, I, I was I was interested. I was interested to see when Josiah Jordan James said he was they that he wasn't going to play. Who's going to start? Was it going to be Victor Bailey? Was it going to be Justin Powell? I, I mean, I, I thought Justin Powell played pretty well um, today. You mentioned it was kind of in flashes. I, I I agree with that, but he is just a sophomore. Didn't really play a lot last year, um, and he could be here for another. I, I think he's probably going to be here another four years. So um, that's good for Tennessee. Zakai Ziegler looks like he's going to be here for a, a long time. So the future's bright, I, I think, with this team. And, and we kind of just got after UNC. We just beat them on, you know, pretty much everything. We outshot them. Um, we had 28 assists. They had nine um, as a team. I think we had, with our three guards, Chandler, Vescovi, Vescovi, Santi. I'm, I'm just going to do that now. It's Vescovi. Um, I don't, don't sweat it. It's Vescovi. <laughs> okay, Vescovi. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> and, and Ziegler combined for um, 49 points and 18 assists between the three of them. And I mentioned UNC had nine assists between the whole team. So um, our, our guards just whooped their guards all game long. And um, we had four blocks. They had one. We had nine steals. They had four. Um, we had 10 turnovers. They had 13. So pretty much in every statistical category we just whooped them it was nice felt good yeah and you mentioned those turnovers uh your guards only had four i think of those 10 of what sorry of the turnovers your guards only had four of the 10 so keeping that stat low is always a positive for your your ball handlers um and uh and you talked about on thursday when we were previewing kind of this this weekend and who we could play you wanted to play unc you knew they weren't that good no. still a top 25 win um yeah they you know their season could be a real roller coaster for uh, tar hill fans but it's a top 25 win over a historically good program that you know is they're good i mean they're going to be there in march um mm-hmm. how, how good that's still going to be up for debate but you still played a tough test on a 24-hour turnaround um now, i mean all in all, this weekend I wouldn't call it a success, but you did. You were able to kind of find out a lot about yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, took care of business today. That's what you need to do. Get back on track, and uh, it, it seems like Tennessee. Hopefully, this is the Tennessee team we, we saw. I just think like today you mentioned like Ziegler and Viscovi and Kennedy Chandler. Those guys can get to the rim. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel like in the Villanova game they get to the rim and try to pass it off like when they got covered up and our guys just weren't ready for the ball. Today they seem more ready for the ball and that's why they got a lot of easy baskets 
and a, a ton of assists. I mean, th- there was some that we probably still let. I know Brandon Hunley Hatfield had one that he probably should have finished. Olivier had one he should have finished. Um, but for the most part, Tennessee caught the ball, which is something right. that you should be able to do <laughs> out of the womb, catch the basketball, and get easy baskets. Yeah, easy. I think. I mean, that's a, that, I think that's a thing for the front court. Like, score the easy baskets. You're not going to be asked to do a ton else. Also, only Hatfield played 23 minutes. Uro scored or played 13. I think that's how it should be. I, I don't think Uro just. A, I'm I'm sorry. I like the guy. But he just doesn't give us anything. No. I'll leave it how did he, how many rebounds did he have? He had two. Viscovi had nine rebounds. I mean, that's just effort. That's all that is. It's a little bit more than effort, but I think it's, it still tells a, a part of the story that's important to who should it's be on the Kai play. Ziegler's 5'7", and he had two rebounds today. Yeah. I mean, he's 5'8". He's listed as 5'9". There's no way he's 5'9". Um, <laughs> did you see – He is on the court with 6'7", guys. <laughs> did you see him in the – in his? he spoke to the media this past week. Did you see that? Interaction with mm-hmm. him and Rick Barnes. No. Rick Barnes spoke first, and then Ziegler did. So Rick Barnes came back, and uh, while he was talking, and he was like, "Hey, did I did I move the microphone? Did I adjust the microphone for you?" <laughs> <laughs> and the guy was like, "Oh, you got jokes." And uh, he was like, "Yeah, he's hilarious." And he made him say something. He like, I mean, he's from. Uh, Brooklyn, Long Island. I I saw tweets that were like his family's. If his family came up from Long Island, so Long Island's what I'm okay. going with. Um, but they they he made him say something. Um, yeah, he's from Long Island, New York. Walk away, and he says walk away. <laughs> Interesting. Is that the only weird thing he says? Is that the thing Rick, Rick Barnes probably loved? I guess I he guess they just him. heard him say that once, and like that's what they like make him say. I don't I don't know. It was just it was just a funny interaction with uh, a true freshman, and for him to like already be speaking to the media. You know, they mentioned in the game today that he was like coaching up Brandon Hunley Hatfield um, in the game, so it, it just looks like a veteran. Yeah, yeah, already. Uh, Big big weekend um, for Tennessee. Obviously, like like we said, wasn't quite the you know you wanted obviously to to get whatever championship trophy that you get for winning that. I'm sure you get something um, that would have been nice, but um, it is what it is. You do get to uh, you do get a couple more opportunities to play some some tough competition kind of here in the next couple of weeks. But uh, next up is Tennessee Tech on Friday night, um, then Presbyterian before you go to Boulder, Colorado. So a couple. Um, couple games stick the family out to here in the next next two weeks yeah absolutely oh family out there lady vols basketball got the win over number 12 texas today in overtime yeah i was going to mention uh lady vols basketball who, who gets the 74 70 win um and then also women's soccer uh, i know the the weekend came down to a you know a not so happy ending with a 3-0 loss to to two seed michigan host of the the regional there um, but did get the win over Washington State on Friday, and that got Tennessee to, to 20 wins. I'm saying this without double-checking. I believe this is the first 20-win season in Tennessee soccer history. So, wow. Obviously obviously a big year for them. Um, you want to win it all. Uh, unfortunately, only team, one team gets that honor. 
But uh, a, a big season, SEC champs for the first time since 2008. So a big, big year for the Lady Vols. Um, and Brian Pinsky's build, built, it's built um, soccer program over there. So next year uh, could be another big year for the Lady Vols. There you go. Um, college football. College football. South Carolina. Pac-12 Pac is done. South Carolina is bowl eligible. And coachless Florida is not. Missouri and South Carolina. Missouri and South Carolina. I mean, that's just a lot. Uh, it, it, it pisses me off a lot. Like when I think about like, why couldn't we play that Florida team? Um, well, and that well, the thing is, is like that's why it's funny. You know, Florida fans act like it's not a rivalry. It's not a rivalry. I mean, Florida still gets up for that game, so yeah, it's a rivalry. And South I think Carolina, like the next well, week is when they just was it the next week that they played LSU and just crapped the bed. I don't know if that was the next week or not. I mean, it's, it was soon. I two weeks after, if, if not yeah. the next week. But, um, yeah, no, Vols stake. Uh, South Carolina is still terrible. I 100% agree, which is – sorry, South Carolina did – oh, yeah, South Carolina beat Auburn. I'm, I'm twisted up all in this, making fun of Florida. Um, South Carolina is still terrible. But the fact that they got bowl eligible before Florida is hilarious. And I'm going to laugh about it for the rest of the year. So, Who did they beat? Uh, Auburn. Yeah, what in the world? And I tuned in. I don't know if Bo Nix ever played um, or if he was he injured. Didn't. Or he didn't. He, I don't uh, think he played, no. It was just the TJ Finley. Um, yeah. Played the whole game. And, I mean, they just – I watched a little bit. I was kind of it, – it started at the same time the Tennessee game did, so I didn't get to watch the whole thing. But kind of flipping back and forth there. And um, South Carolina ran the ball well, and Auburn just looked terrible. Terrible. Yeah, they look bad. Michigan State looked bad. Oregon looked bad. I mean, it, it right now it looks like there's three teams that should be in the college football playoff. Well, actually, really, I mean, Alabama keeps winning, so yeah, they're going to be in it. Um, Georgia, Ohio State, and Alabama. I know Cincinnati whooped the crap out of SMU. Maybe they made a statement, but they've looked pretty bad the past couple weeks. Yeah, but I mean, it's their schedule. I think right now. First off, you put yourself in a position. I guess the college ball committee didn't think it was going to get as crazy as it did, but you, Michigan can't jump them right now. No, they, they play will. Ohio State, so it, 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 it'll work itself out. Yeah. Right. Um, does Notre Dame end up passing them? That's where you're going to see a huge debate if they end up doing it. That's, I, mean, it's, the, I, I don't think I don't think Cincinnati gets in. So I hope not because I got that. money on it. <laughs> <laughs> on Cincinnati not going in? Yeah, it was a boost oh, one day. In that, that, in that case, Cincinnati's in. I believe it. <laughs> I didn't put money on it. It was like Oregon, all they had to do was like really just beat Utah. And they just looked awful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know, Oklahoma State, they're they're 10 and 1. So they kind of control their own destiny. I know they got to beat. Um, They'll probably have to be Oklahoma next week and then Baylor in the Big 12, so they probably won't end up getting in. But if they do that, they have a better chance in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah. I, yeah. And, again, I don't think – I mean, I think 
there's a scenario that a two loss Alabama team gets in over Cincinnati. I mean, yeah. especially if you're going to keep up the debate of we're putting the best teams in, then if Alabama loses Georgia, you're still putting them in. Right. Yep. So there's, I think there's plenty of chances to not. I don't know. Alabama is just like they're, they're not helping their case out right now by only by barely beating teams by a touchdown. No, and that's a, that was a funny, like, kind of funny debate I saw about someone was like, when Michigan State got blown out, they're like, this is why they need to be a 12 team. And I'm like, but Alabama almost lost to Arkansas, who's number 21. So, I mean, come on. Don't, it's not, I don't think it's as cut and dry as it seems to be. And, and someone says, well, you know, the best teams will always be there. Isn't that the case in every tournament ever? Like, don't you assume that's why you have the tournament? Don't you assume the best teams are always going to be there? Right. So it's just a weird debate to have when you're what you're saying. I mean, what's up with freaking Alabama's defense? Because Bryce Young threw for 559 yards and like what four touchdowns? He, I mean, all I heard, I didn't see the final stats, but he put up a Heisman night. So whatever that is, it was 500 something yards. I mean, that's freaking ridiculous. Oh, very much so. So, who um, wins the Hosman? Because I, I think Kenneth know. Walker's probably out now, right? I, like, I don't even know who's, like, in the – like, who? I mean, I feel like Bryce Young is a, one of the better candidates. Yeah, it's, it's probably Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. Kenny, yeah. Kenny Pickett, I think, is – like, his name's been tossed around a lot the last couple weeks, but he's not – his stats aren't wowing. Matt, yeah. Matt Corral's been in it. I mean – it's probably going to be Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. I was about opinion. to say, I mean, it's – I guess C.J. Stroud, I didn't see what – he had to have a good week. They, they beat him about 50. He was 32 um, for 35, 432 yards and six touchdowns. Yeah, so – Bryce Young had five touchdowns. He was 31 for 40 with 559 yards. Yeah, so I think those are the only two that are going to be talking about the rest yeah. of the season. Unless you just see an implode from one of them. So. But even then, I mean, there's the everybody right behind them's got a lot of catching up to do to, to even be in the talk, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. This would have been a good year for for some random like who was it at Buffalo a couple years ago? Jared Patterson, averaged like <laughs> averaged like 200 yards a game. Would have been a great year for him to be doing that. Yeah, I think that that was last year, wasn't it? Was it last? Year? Probably. Probably. Yeah, because I I would bet on them a lot. Like them to cover in the over? They would, they would cover and they ran the ball 60 times per game. <laughs> yeah. They would hit overs doing that. It was insane. Yeah. Insane. Yeah, it would have been a great year for him to be in the in the Hosman race. Or in the yeah, – his stats would have been probably the best. So, uh, we'll run through some of these games, though. You mentioned the Alabama-Arkansas game. The t- I feel like the controversial – so, Alabama ends up winning 42-35. to 35. They get a touchdown to go up 14. I, I don't know how you overturn that. And I know a lot of people are like, it probably gets overturned if it's Arkansas. I don't know. I, I I know my orange glasses that really wanted Alabama to lose were like, that's definitely not a touchdown. But I was also like, I don't know if you can overturn that. Yeah. Did you get to see it? I know you were tailgating in the stadium. and No, I did not. I did not see that. I just – the only game I was – that was on there was the Wisconsin game. 
So no, I did not get this. I was keeping up with it, just like kind of checking the score every now and then. I just assumed Alabama would win. Yeah, they found a way. But I mean, yeah. it, it, that, that touchdown obviously gets way more important because Alabama would have, or sorry, Arkansas actually on their next touchdown would have gone up thirty-five to thirty-four, assuming they missed a field goal there because that was third and ten. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's a and it was it was close. It would have been a fifty-something yarder if they had, had to kick it. So very, very missable range. I think he hit a long field goal, though, the Alabama kicker early in the game. Um, you mentioned Oregon and Utah. Utah just – they got out to a huge lead before the half with a kick return yeah. or punt return, excuse me, right before it, and never looked back. I mean, they cruised to it. It was they – made, they made Oregon look terrible. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe that. I know they're without – Kayvon Thibodeau, but that was just a weird. Well, Utah's probably not, or Oregon's not going to get to play in their championship now because of that game. Oh, really? Isn't Utah in the same division? And they're seven and one. Oregon six and two in the mm. in the Pac twelve. Yikes! I believe it. I believe that's right. Um, well, they're also six and two. So whoever's on the other side of the division may have. A, I don't. I don't know what the Pac twelve looks like, and I pride myself in not knowing what the Pac twelve yeah, looks like. Cares. Yeah, no one. <laughs> They're not getting in the college football playoffs. So. No, uh, you mentioned. I think you, we've talked. We talked about Michigan. I know at the college football playoff. I mean, they did have a statement win. I mean, they scored fifty nine points on Maryland, one fifty nine to eighteen. So I mean, that probably helps their case to to jump Cincinnati this week. Um, kind of similar to Notre Dame, ten and one, fifty five point victory over a Power Five team in Georgia Tech. So I mean. Those two teams that did have big weeks that they definitely put themselves. I feel like I, I'm, you know, you know, I've kind of been bidding for Cincinnati to be in the playoff the whole time, but I feel like legitimately Michigan and Notre Dame at least helped themselves make a case this week to be the number four team. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I mean, you're beating you're beating teams like that that are power five. Yeah, no so, offense to Cincinnati, but you beaten. SMU forty eight to fourteen. Even though SMU's eight and three, it still doesn't carry that same weight. No, nope, not at all. Uh, then Oklahoma State got their win over Texas Tech twenty three to nothing. Uh, then I was I was shocked by the score of this one. Clemson forty eight, Wake Forest twenty seven. I'm not shocked Clemson won. Right. I'm shocked. I was, that I was shocked that they scored forty eight points. Exactly. Shocked <laughs> if they won by 21, scored 48. If they won by 21, I would have said 21 to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, to, to score 27 on Clemson's defense and not win, especially with the way their offense is produced this year, that's a little demoralizing. Mm-hmm. A little demoralizing. Uh, I mentioned – But Wake Forest defense, they couldn't they couldn't stop – for uh, like They couldn't stop anything. They're terrible. No. Which we when we talked about how are they number ten when they were undefeated at that one point, it, we knew why. It's just the rankings can still not make sense. Right. <laughs> uh, I mentioned Vanderbilt, Ole Miss. I thought the Vanderbilt, Ole Miss score was closer at the half. I don't know if Ole Miss got a late touchdown. Um, they were they were up twenty four to to nine. I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was closer than that. So maybe seventeen to nine, and they got a late score. That's closer than what I thought it was going to be. Fair point. Fair point. Maybe I that's think why. The, what was the the spread was like thirty five. The spread was massive, like not touchable, massive. Yeah. So, um, like, and then yeah, Pitt, Vanderbilt could lose by fifty, but they can. I don't trust yeah. Ole Miss either. Oh, never, ever. 
Lane Kiffin to Miami or Lane Kiffin to Florida now that Florida's open? I don't know. He doesn't. There's no way. He's not that dumb, right? I think he goes to. I think if there's any job out there, he goes to Miami. Because isn't okay. Miami's AD like the AD that hired him at FAU? He may be. I honestly don't know. But I mean, I Miami. I mean, somewhere. Miami's finishing the year strong somehow. Yeah, I don't think Manny Diaz is going anywhere. So that job probably didn't open up now. Um, mentioned uh, Kenny Pickett. Pitt gets a win, uh, 48-38 over Virginia. Probably your ACC champion, Pitt. They, they look like the – I mean, they're not an outstanding football team, and they look like the obvious favorite in the ACC. Yeah. I thought Wake Forest was going to get to that point, but oh, I mentioned their defense just can't stop anybody. So when you can't yeah. stop anybody, you're not going to win the conference well, and Pitt, title. And Pitt looks better than Wake Forest. Yeah, 100%. So, they get that win. Uh, potential bowl match, NC State, 41-17 over Syracuse. And uh, we mentioned maybe uh, – ho- hopefully one of our listeners got the $5 ticket. If so, I want my commission check in the mail, Mississippi State. Um, I think it was a $5 get-in, right, on Thursday. Might have been less than that. Yeah. Um, they'd be HBCU, Tennessee State, 55-10. They're Any right, other games? That makes me <laughs> They're ranked 25th. Well, we should have I mean, hired. It, it, it's I mean, it's we, our fault. It's Tennessee's fault for not for not hiring Mike Leach, let's be honest. And it's our fault for scheduling a team like Pitt. We should have scheduled freaking Tennessee State and been done with it. Memphis. Uh, that was their – I think their big out-of-conference game. Oh, really? Yeah. And they, they lost. Missed us. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. Uh, any other games you want to mention that I may have uh, – well, we mentioned South Carolina-Auburn. That was an ugly game, by the way. Yep. Very ugly game if you didn't get to watch any of it. So, good to see Auburn lose because they're big on Brian. Is it Har- Harson? Am I making that name up? Harson. Yeah, right. Harson. Um, they acted like he was the, the going to be the next best coach in the SEC. I didn't see it. It didn't make sense. So, um, that's a bad loss to have on your record any year, let alone – I mean, your first year, it's never good. People probably aren't on your side anyways. So. Yeah, that's – I, I – <laughs> Ball State was like people are shouting for Shane Beamer to be SEC Coach of the Year. Heck no. I mean, they, I, they beat Auburn when they didn't have their starting quarterback. They beat Florida when they were about to fire Dan Mullen. So, I'm not putting any stock into Shane Beamer. <laughs> He's a weirdo. He's like, I mean, I don't think he has had a good enough year. But when we talk about doing the the most with the least, Shane Beamer's in that conversation. Oh, yeah. So, is just Josh Heupel. But the thing and I don't Josh think Josh Heupel is close to winning it either. When we're talking about depleted rosters, though, South Carolina's is far more depleted than Tennessee's. Oh, yeah. Far more depleted. I mean, and, and like, their their part was also injury. Like, they got screwed by injury early in the season. And they've somehow managed to win six games. They they did almost beat Kentucky. I'm not – I just – I when I'm looking at the SEC Coach of the Year, like I said, doing the most of the least. I'm not – like Shane Beamer I don't think is an outlandish take. I think he makes more sense than Mark Stoops. I think at this point he makes more sense than Sam Pittman. Oh, yeah, 100%. I would say he makes just as much sense as Josh Heupel, if not a little bit more just because, like I said, everyone was like – Tennessee, that's a – a lot of people were like, that's a uh, – uh, 
toss-up game. I'm like, South Carolina's awful. If that's a toss-up game, Tennessee's in a worse position than I thought. So that's yeah. all I mean when I say South Carolina is bad. But they also didn't have the NCAA hanging over them either. They didn't. They didn't. But that, that shouldn't affect you really on the field. We can talk recruiting. And, I, and I think they, they're – I would say they were in the same boat. Um, I think South Carolina was a lot better defensively. Like coming Probably. into the season, yeah. I would think South Carolina would be a better team defensively than Tennessee would be. But I thought Tennessee would be better offensively. I mean, just look at the quarterback. Josh Hoggle beat the crap out of Shane Bieber. Let's. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, quarter. I mean, just the most important player on your field, and South Carolina had no idea what they were going to do. No, it, like they still don't. And they won but, some. But we did play them when they had their like true starter. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, we didn't go up against a grad assistant. We didn't. I mean, whoever. I don't even know who their quarterback is now. It's not Zeb, and it's not um, Luke Doty. I don't know who it is now. I can't remember who started. Last They're finding night. ways. I mean, yeah. good for them. Yeah. Because, yeah, that um, was a mess. I would not have guessed they would be bowl eligible. Oh, no. I, I truly, like, I think I don't think Shane Beamer is going to be great in the long haul for South Carolina. I don't know if anybody can win there. But, I guess, I just don't think it's absurd that his name's in there. I think Sam Pittman's not had a good enough season. It looked like at the beginning of the year, so – um, Vols take said <clears throat> Jason Brown quarterback. Is that like oh, that's Jason? right. We were joking about Jason Brown from last chance. Yeah, S- slap, slap dick. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, Kirby Smart's gonna win it, so yeah, and probably unfortunately, rightfully so. Yeah, uh, is what it is. Um, anything else for college football recap? That's it. I mean, it's just impossible to bet on. So is the NFL. The NFL is <laughs> stupid too. Yeah, I mean the it's Titans. Also, I don't know what the Titans. If they're beaten, if they're playing a Super Bowl contender, they're kicking their ass. If they are playing one of the worst teams in the NFL, they're losing. <laughs> That's how it goes, man. I mean, they've literally goes. lost to the Texans and the Jets, or two of their three losses. The two, the two worst teams in the. I mean, you're right. Two worst teams in the NFL. Yep. So. I'm having one of those years in fantasy. Speaking of like hard to bet on, I'm having one of those years in fantasy where I where I never start the right guy. Like I'm oh. always starting. Like it's always like the guy substitute mm-hmm. outperforms. It's one of those years. So, been fun. Been a lot of fun. Um, most important of the week. Most important. I know I mentioned the Kansas uh, tight end that had never played a snap of offense in his career mm-hmm. did you see first off his applebee's commercial i don't know if we talked about that did you see it hmm. fantastic i hope it takes over look it up when we get off here i hope it takes over for that stupid song it's a fantastic oh, commercial yeah 100 um good for him getting that nil money second off he they did a video i don't know if it was college game day or who they did a video with his parents talking i cried his parents videotaped the last play yeah they don't know he they don't know he caught it until like he gets up and like, yeah, they, like they're like announce his name. Like that's awesome. That was on game day. Okay. Yeah. I was like that. I cried a little bit. I'm a crier. Social cry. Maybe tear up. Oh yeah. Maybe tear up. It's a, it a sweet story, but nah, I mean, that's that. And then you have, speaking of that, then you have Missouri go for two against Florida. I love that call. Like, cause you know, at, well, especially for Missouri, who's their defense ain't going to stop Florida. Like why even put your defense back on the field? Just end it right there. If you win, you you gave it your best, you know your best against their best. 
Whereas like rather than putting it on your defense to make another play and then it ends up working out for you. That's even better. Yeah. And then my most important from that, Eli Drinkwitz, may it force me with you. Uh, I tweeted a hundred times funnier than Lane Kiff- anything Lane Kiffin's done. And if in case you don't remember, that's a callback to Dan Mullen last year, dressing up as Darth Vader in the press conference after he beat Missouri. That's awesome. The fact that he had a lightsaber queued up. I mean, that dork, love it. Yeah, I mean, hey, props to props to freaking um, Drinkwitz for going for two there. Yeah. Ballsy, I love it. Big balls. I would. He doesn't look like a guy. I mean, he's he looks like an analytics guy, and I don't know if the analytics would have told you to go for two, but he went for two. That's the analytics guy. <laughs> um, my most important is Jonathan Taylor having uh, five touchdowns versus the Bills today. Bills are That's one insane. of the best defenses in the in the National Football League, and he had five touchdowns. Also, he helped me win a. A freaking anytime touchdown parlay today. <laughs> the Bills are another team who's like not been good against not great opponents. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, I mean, it's just the NFL. Like, no one is the clear cut favorite to win anything in the NFL. No. New nope. Bucks are weird too. They're they're the same. Yeah, they'll figure it out though. That's the thing that pisses me off. Like, I know Tom Brady's team will figure it out somehow. Right. So. Uh, my next one, my last one, Tiger Woods. This could go on a what's trending. It may make it back, but he tweeted a video making progress, hitting the hitting the golf club again, hitting the golf ball again. Um, looking 2022 Masters champ, write it down. But this is what's insane. So he tweeted at about 11, and I took this screenshot at like 6 o'clock today. But it had 31,000. Almost 32,000 retweets and 163,000 likes. That's insane. That's moving the needle on social media right there. Yeah, that's crazy. Which I think, I don't know what he's tweeted, like, besides, like, a couple, like, congratulations. I need to go to his page. Other than, like, a couple, like, congratulations when, like, I know when Phil won the PGA, um, he tweeted at him. But, like, I don't don't think his page has been very active. So, I think, and I I don't, I didn't have the notification notifications turned on but i know a ton of people were kind of monitoring it and um yeah that was uh so everyone was like waiting on that video to drop knew it would come at some point so that was freaking awesome i I hope that'd be amazing if he won a major next year it'd be amazing if he played in a major next year right um butch jones to florida please (laughs) please um, I was gonna. I had another one queued up here. Oh, um, Elizabethan getting revenge and beating Greenville in the the third round of the playoffs, thirteen to seven. A tough football game, apparently. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how in the world you hold Greenville to seven points, but whoever that defensive coordinator is should get a raise. <laughs> Is he a Witten? No, the head coach is a Witten. He might be. How many Wittens are there? I mean, what a how many, game. How many, sho- how many Shulers are there? 
He's probably lost I years too. I didn't know he Shuler's son. I didn't know. I think it's son nephew something plays for Tennessee. But where did he, didn't his didn't his son go somewhere else? His son goes to App State. Okay, so there's another Shuler on Tennessee's roster that went to what's that school in North Carolina? The Christian school? The Christ school. Christ school, like from there. Hmm. I assume he's. Re- I mean, he's assume he's related to him. Son, nephew, cousin. I don't know. I don't know. I'll, I'm gonna pull it up. But I was like, yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure he Shuler's son did not like goes to another school. I thought it was a service academy. Um, but I think I mean, I'm sure find him. There's Joe, time. do you have any most importance? Um, Caleb kind of stole my uh, my Tiger Woods take there. But sorry, sorry. I, I did see one that just came up on Twitter feed. Um, it's a little bit more of a what stream, but did you see LeBron just absolutely? It wasn't Isaiah Stewart. Just clocked him in the eye and like got ejected. It was like a whole mess. Oh, yeah, I I that. like a full like there was like a this dude Isaiah Stewart went after LeBron for like two minutes straight on the court, like trying to like just like and you could tell like if he got a hold of LeBron, it wasn't gonna it it, it would have been some great television. Because LeBron just like fists some well, I shouldn't use that terminology. Um, <laughs> LeBron just throws the elbow and the the uh, fist gets him right in the eye, and his eye was bleeding like crazy. But I don't know. I think it's nice to gut check LeBron every now and then. <laughs> but he got ejected in a flagrant too. So is he taking too much testosterone? Maybe. I mean, getting Probably. a little angry. I maybe that's what the Lakers needed. They've sucked lately, so maybe they needed just a boost like that. Apparently, they won. So. Whatever it takes. All right. So the kid that plays at Tennessee is Wes Shuler. His parents isn't isn't Heath, but Jeff and Christy Shuler. So if Jeff's Heath's brother, he's it says his hometown is Knoxville, Tennessee, but he went to Christ School, which is okay. isn't that where isn't that where he's yeah. okay. Yeah. Surely there's gotta be a relation then. A relative cousin or something. Surely. I don't know. I haven't been able to find it out, but let's get Wes Shuler on the show. There we go. <laughs> well, just that, that's the one question we need Blasting. to ask. Are you related to Heath? Okay. Thank <laughs> you right, for joining. Thanks. Appreciate it. Fail the week. Fail. Fail. Mine's bear on game day. How does like he, I don't I don't know what he does, but if he's just on the show to make picks, he's terrible at it. He's yeah. awful. What's he picked South Alabama. He did pick – I don't know if he picked Utah or not. I don't know what – but he did pick South Alabama, and he's 15 and 18 on the season. Like, he's he's terrible. It's not good for a professional gambler. No. That's what I'm saying. Like, if you're on national television, like, making mm-hmm. picks, you should be a little better than that. Well, he's he's working for the – he's working for the man, so he can't, can't give away all the picks like him. He's got he's got to have stake in DraftKings or something. Yeah, but you got to go over fifty percent. <laughs> yeah, don't make it too obvious that that you're working. Yeah, I mean, I could go out there and just lose. <laughs> I do. It well, are you saying? Are you saying you would? <laughs> exactly. Are you saying you would lose for a check from DraftKings? How much would you lose check? intentionally for Bear? That's a good question. How much does Bear make? Worst well, case, I'm, I'm sure he makes more than me. You don't have to give me a dime. To let me go to every, you know, get, let me go to a different campus every Saturday in the fall and lose picks for you. Just let me fly for free. I'm good. Yeah, just pay just for pay my, the, just pay the bills. 
Yeah, food, lodge, plane. Yeah. Must be nice. Must be. Must be. Um, my fail is the New England Patriots, their uh, social media team. Matthew Judon. Is that how you say his last name? Judon, yeah. Um, he had 10 and a half career sacks on Thursday night. Their graphic, though, did you see the graphic? It looks like he had half sack, a half a sack, and that was his career high. Let me see if I can. I guess they used him as the one, and it looks terrible. Landon. What? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I, I had to like I had to go check this. I was like, he had half a sack, and you're you're celebrating that as his career high. It's the fact that they made the zero so big and the five so small. Like at least <laughs> yeah. make it like the opposite. This is awful. It was very confusing. <clears throat> I was like, half a sack, but they pour like sacks. They, it was a plural. So this is so confusing. Very confusing. Sorry, I'm watching this like Lakers Pistons thing right now. Oh, you're Dude, nuts. It just keeps going. Like they hold him back, and you think he's good, and then he just charges again. He just yeah, like, charges again. <laughs> it's like he might have a concussion. <laughs> yeah. I mean, blood is like oozing out of this man's face. Yeah. Right when he gets to the sideline, he's like, "Oh yeah, I'm good. I'm good." Boom! Just darts. Uh, my last one. I thought this was funny. Did you see Florida's <laughs> their final game tweet, like their final score tweet? That it was sponsored by Wells Fargo. It was like final for Missouri twenty three, <laughs> Missouri twenty four, and they tagged Wells Fargo in it. Like I'm sure Wells Fargo loves that, <laughs> loves being tagged in your lost tweets. They should be tagged in more lost because that is a terrible company. Land <laughs> and getting into the finance over here. Yeah, that, I mean they're they're literally awful. Right, read the fine print. Just let you know that. Read the fine print. All right, that's that's all my fails. That's all I got. Same. Time for Yellowstone. Joe, you started yet? No. <laughs> I'm still trying to finish like three shows at once. It's just. Joe, you have one job. I, know. <laughs> I need, I need a, a two page. I need a two page report on the first five episodes of Yellowstone by Thursday. Yeah, actually, I'm glad I said that. We need to figure out what we're doing this week. It is Thanksgiving. We won't do a Thursday show, um, so we'll figure that out and we'll let you guys know. Keep keep yeah. posted on Twitter for the schedule. I'm glad yep. I said that. Yeah, I forgot all about that too. Forgot about Thanksgiving. Even I forgot. I forgot. <laughs> All I know is tomorrow is ham day at work. Mm. Honey roasted? Yeah, everybody gets a free ham that works. Today. Oh, okay. I thought y'all were eating ham. I was like, no, we we get the fruit. So that's my contribution to my family's Thanksgiving. Wells, Wells Fargo would never give out ham to their No, stuff. they would never. No. They yeah. probably give out like chicken cutlets or like something <laughs> stupid. They probably give out Love it. turkey. Or bologna. They give out a bologna. Free frosty. Have you ever had? Have you ever had fried bologna? I hate bologna, but fried bologna is a different animal. Fried bologna is not good as ham. 
Smoked bologna is delicious. So you don't like bologna, but just for like frying it makes it like. I don't know what it is. Smoked bologna is delicious. That's what I was thinking of. I don't know if I've had. Oh, okay. I'm sure I've. Smoked bologna is very good. I was well, you never had fried bologna. I don't know if I have. I'm trying to think. I have had smoked bologna. Very good. Well, you just said something about fried bologna. So you never. I miss smoke. I miss smoke. Oh, okay. TikTok, my tic, right my my TikTok page is covered in fried turkey videos. So I've got fried all in my head. Wait, fried turkey or fried bologna? Fried turkey. Okay. <laughs> We're Which all I, over this. <laughs> well, that's why I got fried in my head. That's where I'm fried, at. Fried turkey, like turkey in general, is just not great. See, Overrated. I, yeah. I can't disagree it's, because a lot it's a lot of people don't cook it right. When you have a good turkey, I I will say turkey's good. Yeah, but it, it doesn't touch ham. No. Oh God, no. no. Yeah, if they get like did turkey day, I'd be like, what what the hell if, am I supposed to do with this? If turkey was better, they wouldn't just eat it at Thanksgiving. That's all it that needs to be said. That's true. So, that's a good point. There you go. All right, guys. That's all we got. Tennessee is going bowling. Thank the good Lord above. We're bringing the boat in and we out.